everyone and welcome to the HY Dyslexia podcast. It's so amazing to be back doing these podcasts again. Um, we have been kindly been funded by the European Social Fund or European Skills and Funding Agency rather. It's great to be um, speaking today to one phenomenal amazing young man who's doing great work within the neurodiversity sort of remit if I can use that word but he's got bags and bags of experience and um, one of the areas that he's so passionate to speak about today in this podcast is um, career coaching and working with your strengths if you've got dyslexia and other neurodiversity conditions and I think what a better timing um, everybody who or people People who are unemployed at the moment, who are looking for work, who have lost their work. Um, if you've got specific learning difficulties on top of that, it's just really um, a very challenging time to find work. And our amazing guest, Daniel Brooke, is here to um, talk us through how you can really use your strengths um, during these unprecedented times and also moving forward. So, Daniel, welcome to HY Dyslexia podcast. It's such a pleasure to have you with us um, today to talk about the strengths we should be using um, as dyslexics and anyone with neurodiversity. I'm going to hand it over to you, Daniel, to tell us a little bit about yourself and why you were passionate in the work you do. So over to you, Daniel. Lovely. Hi, Elizabeth. It's it's really great to be doing this this podcast, and thank you so much for inviting me to do this. Um, yeah, my name is Daniel Brook, and um, I am the director of a company called Neurodiversity Specialists. Um, I actually set up the uh, company during lockdown, um, and the company um, has two main strands, really. So I set up the company to support organisations so that they can have a clear process of support in place for their neurodivergent uh, members of staff. Um, and also I set up uh, neurodiversity specialists to support individuals uh, through one-to-one work. And, and part of that one-to-one work is providing specialist career coaching. So this is around um, providing coaching for um neurodivergent individuals, helping them to realise what their strengths are, helping them to navigate their way into a new career or a promotion, for example. And um, I'm dyslexic myself, um, so I'm very aware of um, how dyslexia can affect individuals and able to, to sort of empathise with individuals. And um, I've got past experience of, of being a workplace needs assessor, um, worked in career development and professional skills training, and um, really massively, massively passionate about enabling neurodivergent individuals to be the best that they can be and helping them to gain confidence by really understanding what their strengths are. Wonderful. And what a better timing. I mean, you know, COVID-19, so many people unemployed, people losing their jobs. Sometimes what we um, see as, oh, I'm only doing this and it's just a, um, a hobby, could actually be some, you know, a strength that you could use to generate an income or, or set something up, you know, particularly at a time like this. And, um, you know, my um, my heart really goes out to um, everybody who's looking for work at the moment. I just want to say, whoever's listening at the moment, please don't give up. There is hope. One way or the other, things will um, work out um, in, in, in your favour in due course. I just wanted to really get that message out to anybody who might be listening right now. So, Daniel, thank you so much for that introduction. Um, 
you do some amazing work, really, really amazing work. And um, I'm really passionate that you're here today to, to um, answer some of our questions for us. So I just, I'm gonna dive straight to my first question. What support does neurodiversity specialists offer to help dyslexics to work to their strengths? Yeah, sure. So I, th I think we help um, dyslexic individuals do that in a number of ways, actually. Um, I think we offer workplace needs assessments. And as part of um, having a workplace needs assessment, you will focus some of the time around talking about strengths and helping that individual to recognise what their strengths are. So really common. I'll ask people, what, what are your strengths? They'll give me one or two things and then kind of sit there being maybe stuck on other things. And actually just through some questions and, and talking to them about what work they've done in the past, you know, you end up having a list of nine or 10 strengths that they have. So really enabling that individual to see what their strengths are. Um, through coping strategies, coaching, um, another thing that we offer, you can also um, help the individual to see what their strengths are there as well, because it's about helping them develop strategies in the way that they learn and the way that they process and actually seeing that, for example, if they, they process information um, well visually that that's a real strength that other people who they work with can benefit from and then specifically um, uh, sort of more related to what we're talking about today would be around um, specialist career coaching and career support and and through um, a program of career coaching it's really helping the individuals to look at themselves and kind of yeah really understand what, what is it that I'm good at what are my strengths what is it that I would like to con continue doing more of because I'm good at that type of work um, and helping them to sort of self-reflect a little bit yeah do you know what it's really strange that you said that actually um, um Daniel because sometimes when I meet some of our clients I say what are your strengths and they'll just stand there I don't have any but if I say, what are your weaknesses? They'll give me a page full of it. And I think it's so great speaking to you today because strengths come in all different shapes and, you know, different sizes and different ways, to be honest with you. And um, I think I can't speak for all people with dyslexia, but I do find that people that I've come in contact with, I've got dyslexia, would tend to kind of tell you what they're not good at rather than what they're good at. What sort of advice would you give around that? How do you turn that around? If somebody was coming up with, I'm not good at writing, I'm not good at spelling, I'm not good at this. What sort of, how do you get that to kind of be positive? Is it, I can do this or I'm willing to try to do this? What sort of advice would you give on that? Hmm. Yeah, um, I, I mean, I think I think I do come across that situation quite a lot, actually. And I think that um, generalising dyslexic people can sometimes really lack confidence because they've never had any support for their challenges. So what I try to do when I'm having conversations is explain to the individual that you're having challenges in certain areas because you haven't yet been exposed to good coping strategies or assistive technology that can help you with those challenge areas. So this is this is not this is not your fault. It's not through lack of trying. You process information differently. You learn differently, and you just haven't been exposed to those 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 strategies really that are really going to help you get in control of those challenges. And when you do get in control of those challenges, what you will then be able to more easily see is what your strengths are, because rather than kind of trying to stay afloat and, you know, really kind of kicking hard to stay above the surface all the time, the surface of the water all the time, you're not going to be able to 
you're not going to have to do that anymore and actually what you're going to be able to do is show, showcase your strengths and, get, and other people around you will notice them as well absolutely that's that's a really really good advice to be honest with you thank you for that danielle what are some of the areas that dyslexics tend to excel in do you think i mean if I, that's probably a bit of a vague question as in generalizing but the people that you've worked with with um, dyslexia and other conditions what sort of area do, do they tend to excel in, do you reckon? Yeah, I mean, I, th I think that's a, a great question. And I think that, um, you know, dyslexics, there's been lots of research that dyslexic individuals are more likely to have a certain type of skill set. So, for example, um, dyslexics are very creative, very entrepreneurial, very innovative. They're um, really big picture uh, thinking individuals. Um, they really good at problem solving for example i think also one of the really important things to mention here is that each dyslexic person is different they'll have their own set of strengths and their own set of challenges and i've met plenty of dyslexic individuals that can write really well are really well organized um so every dyslexic person is different but yeah it, to to sort of generalize dyslexic individuals really really creative you know they're the people that, that are going to bring in the, the the new ideas they're the people that are going to be able to foresee what problems are really see what the bigger picture are and actually what i found is that when individuals who are dyslexic get some really tailored support they get promoted because actually they're more suited for a more senior role but at the moment they're working really hard to sort of you know um keep their challenges in in control without all the tools that they need to do that and then when they do get the tools you just see them really progress and, and really move up in their career and that's that's awesome because to be honest with you it's um i'm sort of when i used to work in a corporate world it was always like oh, vacancies come up would you be able, you, you know are you willing to go for that and what was one of the um things that used to frighten me a bit it's maybe like appraisals or if you've got to write a report or anything like that but you're right in that you know I'm a bit of a out of the box thinker and I'm the problem solver so to speak so everyone's running around sort of frantically and I'm trying thinking well actually there's a simple solution to that um, so I totally, totally agree with you. And I've met so many people um, across this um, work that we do that have actually got the problem solving skills. And if anybody's listening at the moment and you think, actually, that's me, then look at jobs that are problematic and try and get in there and solve their problems for them. That's the only best way I can put it, really, uh, because it is a skill to have. It's a great skill to have. Not everybody um, can see the bigger picture. You know, not everybody can solve that um, problem. And to be honest with you, every organization might have some sort of issue. And when you go in, would you then say, Daniel, maybe at the interview, one could say, these are my strengths, this is what I'm good at, you know, and maybe I'm best suited for, for this particular role maybe, or, or, or whatever it might be, yeah. Absolutely, I mean, I mean, knowing what your strengths are and being able to communicate that well is fantastic. And that's gonna have a real massive benefit on, on your career. And, and the things that I tend to say to dyslexic people that I'm working with is, you know, don't forget every single person out there, they're not gonna be great at every single part of a job. So if you see a job that, you know, most of it aligns to your strengths and that you know that you're going to be really good at don't be put off if there are parts of that role that you know you're going to find challenging because actually getting some support to help you bring those challenges into your control getting some technology 
exposing you to some coping strategies means that you're going to be able to do that role well and actually the main part of it is suited to your strengths so go go for it sell yourself um and 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 and, and try to be as aware of as possible of, of what you're good at so take feedback from others you know when a colleague um compliments you or a, a line manager has complimented you in an, an appraisal you know take that information on board and, and try to give yourself some confidence that other people around you are seeing those strengths as well wonderful thank you so much daniel for that thank you now i'm just going to move on to my next question how can somebody with dyslexia particularly during this um, lockdowns and covid 19 and um, unprecedented times how can one um have support in terms of workplace needs assessment how would that work for somebody who um possibly might be struggling at the moment within the job they're doing what sort of advice would you give or someone who's got a new job but thinking, well, actually, everybody's working remotely. How do I get workplace needs assessment to be able to do my job effectively? Yeah, great question. Um, and, and unfortunately, I think that working remotely for some dyslexic individuals means that actually now they're finding that environment more challenging because they haven't got access to the same support that they had in the workplace, in the office, for example. So um, yeah, my, my advice would be, just because you're working at home, you're still working, you're still employed, you still need to be able to access support as normal as you as you would at work. So if you're if the employer or organization that you work for has a process of support in place for um, conducting workplace needs assessments, engaging with um, workplace coaches, is um, access that support as you normally would. Um, if your organisation doesn't have a clear process of support in place yet, and if you feel comfortable in doing this, then try to have a conversation with someone in your organisation that will be able to arrange that for you or approve that for you. So that could be your line manager, could be a HR representative, you might have some form of neurodiversity champion in your organisation. But if there isn't that clear process of support and you don't know where to go in your organisation, I think it's about trying to have a conversation with someone who can go away and um, authorise you getting a workplace needs assessment, for example. And, and there are different routes to that. You might want to go through a private provider. You may want to go through a charity such as the British Dyslexia Association. You may wish to go through uh, access to work. Um, so there are lots of different options there. And I think my advice to individuals wanting to find a provider if their if their organisation doesn't already engage with one um, is, you know, do your research. Um, talk to a few different people, see who you feel comfortable with, um, you know, see what their kind of testimonials are like and, and, and what information that they're giving out on their website so that you feel comfortable with that person that you're going to work with. But yes, absolutely. If you are now working from home, um, you're working remotely and you're finding it challenging, um, and, and potentially you might be finding things challenging at home now that you didn't find challenging in the office because just because you're in a different environment and you're communicating very differently, you know, yeah, do do come forward, do do speak to someone in your organisation to try and get some support for yourself. And I think a workplace needs assessment is probably the most um, logical next step in identifying what support and reasonable adjustments you might need. 
Wonderful. And of course, you can contact Daniel as well. Yeah, you know? please do. <laughs> of course, neurodiversity's um, specialist. He also does um, workplace needs assessment. And of course, um, you know, with this podcast, Daniel's links and um, social media platforms, everything will be included in that. So of course, do contact Daniel as well. Um, he's an expert in what he does, and he does it so amazingly. Thank you so much for that, Daniel. Thank you. Now, my last question, what are the top three tips you would give for anyone who is dyslexic or neurodiverse to work to their strengths? What are the top three tips? Yeah, great question again. Um, my top three tips, I think the first one is to really um, self-reflect and try to understand what you're good at. So, um, you know, look at look at what you're doing now. Look at the job that you're doing now. What are the parts of that job that you really enjoy and that you've had some really good feedback about and then try and understand what skill am I utilizing there so um you know a lot of dyslexic individuals will have really good verbal reasoning uh, skills be excellent communicators so you know focus on those parts of your role that you're good at and and try to figure out what 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 is the skill that I'm I'm using there um another tip to be would be um you know look back on um appraisal forms um and any feedback that you might have been given as part of you know one-to-ones and and pick out that that key uh information there um and 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 what's being discussed around strengths so that you'll you're, you're thinking about other people's input as well not just your own self-reflection and i guess the third one would be is you know make sure that you put all that information into a, a, a CV, capture that information so that you've got it written down there. Think about how you can evidence that as well. So should you be selected for an interview, for example, think about examples of where you've used that strength and also think about the impact and the result of that. So, you know, for example, if, if you're going to be talking about communicating well, panels will want to know, okay, well, when did you communicate well? And by communicating well, what did that lead to? You know, you might have got a, um, you might have got an award, you might have, um, you know, increased sales, you might have, um, you know, uh, diffused sort of very negative situations for example and, and customers or colleagues have left feeling very happy you know really just thinking about where have I used that what was the impact so that you can feel confident when you're trying to uh, sell yourself either via an application or interview. Wonderful. Thank you very much, Daniel. Thank you so much for coming on to A2I Dyslexia podcast. Thank you. Um, we are very, very grateful to have all these amazing information that you've given us. Dyslexia career coaching, working with your strengths during COVID-19. And again, I'd like to thank the European Skills and Funding Agency for um, funding this project. Um, my name is Elizabeth Tetchi. I'm the founder of A2I Dyslexia. And um, I just want to say thank you to Danielle and um, thank you to everybody who's listening. Please don't give up on the um, job search that you are, the job that you are looking for. Um, all I can say is there is hope and um, eventually you will find what you are looking for. Look after yourself, everybody, and see you next time. Thank you. Bye-bye for now. The Aspire to Inspire Dyslexia podcast, All Things Dyslexia, is funded by the European Social Fund and Skills Agency, presented by Elizabeth Tashi. It's produced and distributed by Salt and Pepper Productions.